Hello, welcome back to the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. I'm John DeAngelis, joined with Nate Quinn. We're here to talk about Patriots game. Now, just to quickly say, I know I have some explaining to do on my spread picks. That'll be in Wednesday. There'll be an episode. I will explain them, talk about it, try to defend myself slash apologize. <laughs> but Patriots game. Patriots won 17 to 14. They're now one and one on the season. Um, Nate, I'll let you start off. Just initial thoughts. What are you thinking? Yeah, so definitely an encouraging sign. Uh, is, is, that, is a dog barking a problem? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, there we go. Uh, all good. Uh, yeah, but obviously an encouraging sign. Uh, get the win in Pittsburgh on the road. Um, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the defense, I think, was uh, the main reason that they pulled out that win. I think the defense, these past, the first two weeks have been, uh, you know, really the main, uh, main piece that has uh, been good for the Patriots so far uh, on the season. Uh, I mean, they held, they held the Steelers in check in this game. And I think, you know, the offense looked, looked a bit better than last week. Uh, You know, still a lot to work on, I think. Um, And, you know, they got, uh, help from Gunner out there. Uh, <laughs> Still loyal to the Patriots, clearly. Double agent Gunner Osheski. Uh, but yeah, so I think it was definitely a positive sign. Um, I think still a lot to work on. I thought the offensive line played a lot better in this game. Um, you saw uh, there was a lot of Cole Strange uh, clips going around on Twitter with him really doing a really good job on Cam Hayward. I thought that was, uh, you know, definitely a positive sign for him but yeah all in all I think you know still a lot to work on but uh got the win on the road and hopefully take that momentum into next week uh final first home game of the year so hopefully uh, they can take that momentum and build on it and and I will be there for that home game hopefully it is electric there we go. um Ravens coming off a loss so they're going to come out really trying to to win that but Definitely. Um, we'll probably have a preview pod maybe later in the week, but um, yeah, agree with what you said. I think I'm a little, I'm a little more negative on it um, and I'll get into that, but I do want to start with the positives because a win's a win. It brings them to one and one since they expanded the playoffs. No team that started zero and two has made the playoffs. So we're not in that camp, which is a good thing. Uh, you mentioned Cole Strange. Can't make fun of the pick anymore. I know it's only been two games, but he hasn't allowed a pressure. Cam Hayward's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league, and you rarely heard his name. That's that's big time. I mean, I was worried his first year. I thought he was a little undersized, and, you know, he would struggle through to start the year but would improve rapidly, and then by year two you're looking at a potential um, pro bowler. That's kind of my intention or what I was thinking, but no pressures. The run game has been great. They got clutch runs at the end, and he is a part of that. And it's very encouraging with that defensive front that the O-line held up so well. Um, great sign because that was a big worry coming into the season. I also felt that the offense 
was at its best when Bourne was on the field. And I understand there's this Bourne controversy and all that. When he's on the field, the offense is legitimately good. Mac looks at him every time. He seems to always be open. He brings that energy that they need. Exactly. I'm expecting, I, however you look at PFF grades, I think they're a good idea for stuff. They're not perfect. For instance, last week, Mahomes was not a top five quarterback based on PFF. Ryan Tannehill was. That was crazy. That was one of the wildest tweets I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Patrick wasn't. That was crazy. So yeah. take him with a grain of salt, but I'm expecting another 90 plus PFF grade from him because whenever he was on the field, something good happened. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's, what else to think? Devontae Parker's not. Yeah. It seems like all the it's the same with Nikhil Harry, those physical jump ball guys just doesn't seem like it fits in this system. And I'm hoping that he can pick it up and we figure out a way to get him the ball. But <clears throat> him, Johnu, and Hunter Henry all getting goose eggs this week was uh not something I saw coming and hopefully that doesn't continue uh, going forward. What I do want to say about Devontae Parker is that Nelson Aguilar touchdown was created by Devontae Parker because he went deep and the safety went to help Parker, which left mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar one-on-one. He was able to moss the guy, which you could argue could have been an interception. I didn't like that the announcers were talking about that so much because that's a tough play. It probably should have been batted down or contested more, but interception's kind of tough. Um, but Aguilar, amazing game. Myers, amazing game. Born when he was in, amazing game. No Ty Montgomery and the running backs took advantage. Uh, yeah. We mentioned Ty Montgomery. Um, and I liked that Harris and Stevenson, that was it. We don't need anyone else. Those are the guys. And it was an enticing game because you look like Parker, Henry, John, who got nothing, but it felt like the offense was still moving and we had options. Jacoby Myers is open every time. Yeah. Um, And the thing with Mac that I want to mention, first off, I don't think there were any, like, outside throws other than, like, deep balls. Yeah, it wasn't much of that, no. Because that's his biggest weakness by far. Whenever he throws on the outside, doesn't have a lot of zip on it, and I fear it's a pick six. And they completely stayed away from that, right? But some of his decisions were not great, such as – the one that got picked to Devontae Parker. He had one where he was scrambling to his left and he threw it right to a guy on the Steelers and he decided not to catch it. That was that was a big he, uh, blown opportunity for that. He guy. had an airmail to intended for, I want to say it was Myers, where Mika Fitzpatrick just read it wrong, but it should have been a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then I know there was a crucial third and two that he tried to force into Henry or Janu, can't remember which, and Myers was wide open in the flat, literally no one within 10 yards of him. So there was some frustrating stuff from him, but every time he, you know, stuck to who Mac is by throwing short routes in the middle um, or those, you know, pinpoint passes in the middle where Myers is covered kind of, he was very effective, and I think it was a better game than last game. Obviously, the O-line has a major thing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And my final good thoughts is, um, yeah, the defense was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
in my eyes, they they didn't give up 14 because the Patriots did the stupid thing where they're up 17 to six and they're like, all right, let's just prevent. And yeah. it's like too early for that. Come on. There man. is way too much time to be doing that. And they basically let them march up the field slowly and score an easy touchdown. And that's 17 14. It's like, all right, now we have a game because we decided to do this stupid prevent thing and we had to do you know, the running back heroics at the end to close it out, essentially. But my thought is this. The Patriots defense essentially gave up 13 to the Dolphins. Yep. And the Ravens defense, who I thought was better than the Pats defense, it wasn't really an argument, gave up 42, pretty sure 28 in the fourth quarter to that team, the same team. Right. So clearly something's working on the defense. Um, and it's did you know Steve Belichick's doing the play calling? Is he? Really? He is, which I but did not know. It's not Mayo. It's not Mayo. Okay. Hmm. I think it has to do with Bill's thing of he's getting annoyed that these coaches are leaving. And right. obviously his son is not gonna leave. Yeah. But Mayo took an interview for the Bears job last year. Yeah. So he's essentially assuming Mayo's going to be on the way out. So he's saying, I'm not going to give you this responsibility. I'd rather you give it to someone I know is going to stay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And he's been doing a great job other than that one drive where they did the prevent, which was just unnecessary. Yeah, I guess he wants to stick with the continuity. Uh, yeah, like like you said, yeah, Mayo – Looking like he should be able to get a job uh, in the next couple of years, at least. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, I mean, credit to Steve, then. If, if he's running this defense, I mean, they're running all around. I mean, you know, Kyle Duggar went down in this one, but Jabril Peppers came in and he, he was really flying around. He made a couple nice plays. Uh, he, he filled in nicely for Kyle Duggar. So, I mean, it seems like, yeah, it just seems like the defense as a whole is really coming together and, and you know, you know the Patriots' defenses, they usually get better as the season goes on. So if we're starting the year like this, I, I'm excited to see how we go from here, definitely. Yeah, I would anticipate, like, a dumb game where, like, like they give up, like, 35 to the Lions or something. Right. I could see that, which Lions are kind of a powerhouse offense. That's what they're looking hey, like. You're, you're right about that over. Thank you for that. I yeah, I, I, <laughs> for those who don't know what he's talking about. I I predicted game of the week would be Lions Commanders. It wasn't game of the week. That was obviously Dolphins Ravens, but it was an entertaining game and there was no defense played and it was 36-27, I think. Yeah, you, you were almost right about uh the one team covering that over the, the Lions were looking like they were going to get it themselves in the first half and then Commanders, you know, made made, made somewhat of a comeback and then uh, you know, over definitely cashed on that one. Yeah. I'm almost ashamed that like those two have been my favorite teams to watch so far yeah. this season, but they're exciting right now. I mean, they're, they're high flying, putting up points. I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It, it's very, no <laughs> it's very exciting. No defense. The QBs will surprise you. <laughs> yes. Wentz will look like a top five QB and then he'll do something really stupid. Mm. It's just, it's, it's great. The battle um, of the what? What year is that? Twenty sixteen. Wentz and Goff went one and two. Yeah, 
2016 quarterbacks, I guess. There, there was a time where Wentz was going to be MVP and golf had a chance at a Super Bowl. Yes. And now they're the leaders of two teams that, well, I mean, they're one and one this year, but really we all thought would be bottom tier. I think mm-hmm. they have surprised some people though. Definitely. That's what yeah. I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough about the other games. Um, Pat's recap, obviously. There's a, there isn't like too much to talk about. It was a 17 to 14 win, but it was nice they kept their their poise to pull it out at the end. Also, great play by Mac Wilson. Oh yeah, that was a great tip. Another another uh another positive I want to talk about. We kind of touched on Nelson Aguilar a little, but he's been so far this season, he's been him and Myers, obviously. Have re- and people People were giving a lot of shit to Aguilar, deservedly so, because he did not play well last year. But he's really taken that, uh, you know, turned it around and been a really good receiver for Mac Jones so far this year. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit for that, definitely. Yeah, I saw the good stuff from him in camp, and I was hoping it translated, and clearly it did, because that was that was a great catch, Def- the touchdown. Mom. And it was definitely needed, you know. Um. Also, like the corners have been very good this season, which I think everyone was scared of because it's like Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, they're like your 1A, 1B kind of. I don't know who you'd put at the one, I guess, Mills. But like, I mean, Jones did very well on Tyreek Hill last week. Yeah. Which he has historically done. And um, some people think Miles Bryant is playing a little too much. I thought he had a great game last day. or last yeah. week, I I think uh, the the muff punt uh, definitely put some sour uh, sour taste in some people. The muff the muff uh, yeah the muff punt that kind of worked out. <laughs> I guess yeah, but you know it was definitely scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Jones got some more playing time and he seemed he seemed to be good. I'm if he could develop to be like one of those guys for you that you could fit in and be confident with that's looking really good. I, I want to say he had one coverage where he was locked down on, it was either Claypool or Deontay Johnson. It was very intriguing. Um, the reason I like him is he, he is good at tackling. Right. And it seems like first week the tackling was a little sketchy, but there weren't a lot of missed tackles this game, which is kind of impressive when it's like Najee Harris, um, you know, Claypool's a tough guy to tackle. Fryermuth, big guy. Fryermuth as well. Mm-hmm. So that that was good to see. Um, and you you hate to have an injury, especially to one of your best players, but when it's at your deepest, the deepest safety position in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, when when Duggar got hurt, it sucked. But I was also like, I'm not worried in a way, because it's like Jabril Peppers comes in and he's a guy who should be starting for 31 NFL teams, arguably. Yeah. Not 31, but you know what I mean. He, he, he has the ability definitely to uh, be a starter in this league. Spe- speaking of injuries, I don't, I don't think there was any – was there an update on Damian Harris? I think he, he said did. he was fine and was like laughing post-game <laughs> that people were asking about it. Good, good. All right, that's. But good. but yeah, that was that was that was scary. You hate to like, like have something like that where it didn't have to happen, right? It was kind of like 
Damian Harris didn't have to do what he had to do at the end if it was just like, you know, they scored more points earlier slash they didn't do that prevent drive, which I just hate like when that happens because it was an immaculate defensive game and that's like, oh, they did that. Similar to last week where it's like immaculate defensive game, but fourth and seven auto touchdown when it just didn't need to. Yeah, sometimes they just have those uh, lapses in judgment, and ho- hopefully they can cut down on that going forward, um, stop making those mistakes. But, yeah, definitely uh, I thought that that last drive really showed what what this team can do on the ground uh, if they just stick to it and just keep pounding that ball because Harris and Ramondre both played really well uh, in this one offensive line like like we talked about definitely gave them that push and really just overall the run game I thought was another bright definitely one of the biggest bright spots so far this year and especially in that game especially down the stretch where they killed it out and uh ended the game yeah also did you see the stat who's graded the seventh best defensive player in the league I did not who is it is Dietrich Wise Okay. All right, Dietrich. So I want to talk about that a bit. He got that extension. Yeah. Everyone was kind of like, why is he getting an extension? This seemed like an easy cut candidate. Like, because Dietrich wise, kind of like, you know what you're going to get from him, but you'd like better. Right. Then he gets the first time captain this year. And everyone's like, okay, (laughs) why? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like he's one of the leaders on the defense, you know, Maybe some people might have been hoping it was like Barmore, which he had a sack, I believe. Yeah. Um, he played a lot better this week, uh, like I was hoping. But I'm noticing Wise is just really disruptive, and they're they're doubling him a lot. And um, he's not making many mistakes. He's really He really sets the edge well. Mm-hmm. And it's something throughout his whole career here, like never really seen. He's kind of transitioned from when he was a rookie, he was kind of the similar to like Anthony Jennings, where he's like a fast edge guy. He's Mm -hmm. really bulked up. And now, you know, not that he's slow, but he does what Bill wants him to do. Right. Almost like Ninkovich later in his career, where he wasn't necessarily getting more skill, but he was doing what the defense needed him to do. He was taking an unselfish role that didn't mean – I'm getting all these sacks or anything like that. I'm setting the edge so someone else can make a play. And that's kind of how the Patriots defense has worked. Mm-hmm. It's also something I know last year, Matt Judon was struggling with, especially towards the end. It was a big issue of he would not set the edge. It was kind of a new thing for him. He got that big deal expecting I'm going to be the sack guy. And he was for a while, Yeah, but you know, when like you need to stop the run and stuff, he wasn't very great at that, but mm-hmm. um, that's Dietrich Wise talk because it's almost like O line in football or uh, you know some other low tier position in another sport that just they don't get talked about. Right. Yeah. You need to give them their shine when, like you said, playing that well. So got to. Yeah. Or even like, you know, Perkins on the 08 team where it's like, no, he's not stuffing the stat sheet, but without him, you're not winning kind of thing. So exactly. yeah. I just want to say that about Wise because he's not going to be your, you know, get all these sacks guys, but 
he's making the plays so the other guys can make the plays and get the shine. So, and that's why he's a captain this year because he's all about winning and props to him. Cause I, I definitely was someone where I was like, uh, Dietrich wise made the team again, (laughs) you know, kind of like one of those, like we, we can't find someone better than Dietrich wise, but props to him. Yeah. It shows he's putting in that work and, you know, uh, doing those little things, like you said, that really just bring the whole team together. Like, you know, Judon and Barmore, they played great, I thought, in that game. And, you know, without Dietrich Wise, like you said, setting that edge, who knows how, how well they would have played or how well the Steelers would have done. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, I think, definitely got a shout-out Dietrich Wise. Uh, I had no clue he was the seventh highest graded. So, but, yeah. That's sometimes the little things are uh, more important than getting sacks or getting fumbles, you know. But definitely gotta uh, give them give them their praise when uh, guys like that do stuff like that. And that's the kind of thing PFF is good for. They understand good football plays, not necessarily. Oh, he got a sack, so he had a good game. <laughs> you know, like because it's very easy as a fan to do that right but if you don't watch the whole game you don't necessarily get the full story things like that i think jc jackson has a bit of this perception that he's this lockdown corner because he gets all these interceptions he's similar he's kind of um not like trayvon diggs but trayvon diggs people crap on although he's made improvements this year people don't want to admit but he had a great game last week or this week versus the Bengals against Jamar Chase. But where J.C. Jackson gets all these interceptions, so they perceive him as this lockdown top three type of corner. And you can probably attest, how is he a lockdown top three corner when he needs help and double teaming Stephon Diggs three times a year? Yep. It's just not the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think just one last shout out to uh, Gunnar Oshevsky, though. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that muff punt. Uh, you know, the game really changed there because I, I was looking back at the highlights a, a little a little while ago, and the, the Steelers made a big stop at midfield right before that. And then, you know, it seemed like they had that momentum. And nope, Gunnar, uh, always loyal to the Pats. Uh, shout out to him, though. Also, just the special teams was fantastic. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than the the Miles Bryant issue, um, and unfortunately Kyle Duggar got hurt, but he had a great return. Yeah. Um, but I want to say this. I'm not sure if I've said it on air. I've definitely mentioned this guy, but next time you watch the game and punts happen, number 41, Brandon Schooler, he has the long hair. He is always the first guy down there. Hell yeah. But he is not like a gunner. He blocks and then sprints from the line, and he's always the first guy down there. Wow. that's And I think he doesn't get enough credit because he's the guy who jumped on the ball. Yeah. You know? um, It's funny. I I saw him on the sideline like earlier in the game and just pointed out his name and his hair. I was like, yo, this guy's schooler. Yeah, he's got the hair. He has the cross uh, eye black. He's, I, I gone, he's played at like five different colleges, five years. 
I had no clue who he was. And then all of a sudden he's jumping on that ball and hey, made the play. He's that Nate Ebner kind of replacement. And he's the reason Justin Bethel got cut. And, you know, those are the things that I guess a, you know, someone who doesn't study it, the game as much as we do or watch as much as we do, wouldn't realize, but that's a big time move. Definitely. Um, when you're getting rid of Bethel, who is a great special teamer, a great gunner, and you're getting this undrafted guy who's 25. Yeah. Most guys wouldn't even think, why is this guy making the team? But he makes an impact. And yeah. every sure. time he's the first guy down there, and if he doesn't make the tackle, he alters the guy so other guys can make the tackle. So he's a guy that is becoming one of my favorites. Definitely. Even though he is in the game seven to eight times on special teams, he will never see him take a defensive snap. <laughs> Similar to Slater. But yeah. hey, it's a third of football, right? Especially it's a third of football. And that's why the Patriots always prioritize we have to be the best at this. Because if we're the best at this, that's an advantage, even though we're not, you know, special teams isn't out there all the time. Definitely. Um, and Bailey's made improvements too. His, his punts are a lot better. They go a lot further. They can go higher. It's he took that extension to heart too, and he really put in work and uh He's definitely improved. Yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Because I think he had a little off year last year, but he's been good. Yeah. Also, just all the punters' legs are absurd. Yeah. The, the one last who, – who was that? The Bears? The pa- I think it was the Packers. Yeah. He punted it from, like, the 10. Yeah. And it went, like, 20 yards over the return, man, for a touchback. Yeah. Crazy. The, the dude on the – Tommy Townsend – the Chiefs, he had another like a 75 yarder on Thursday night. It's it's crazy what these guys are doing. Pat McAfee's proud, definitely. And the the Miles Bryant like muff, that was a ridiculous punt that he made it tough. So Bryant had to sprint back to get, which is a tough catch. He just should have let it go, but he didn't. And he's he's new to punt returning, so it's understandable. And I'm sure Bill told him what to do and stuff, but you know, when it's in front of him. I'm comfortable he's going to get it, and he makes some yards after the return. So I'm still confident and comfortable him doing that. But yeah, that's all the notes I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I, th- I think we pretty much covered it all. Uh, hopefully, uh, take this momentum, like I said, into uh, this Sunday. I-, I think they're doing Vince Wilfork's retirement Saturday, right? You going to that? I believe so. I'm not going to that. It's or the the Patriots Hall of Fame induction. So if anyone's out there going to that, enjoy that. Should be fun. Good call. Good call. The crowd will be loud, and the Patriots need to take advantage of that. They historically have played very well against the Ravens at home when they're the underdogs. (laughs) Um, should be. You know, there's been some tough playoff losses from them, but they with that Cam Newton team, they beat them at home and you know but the ravens feel as though they need this win really bad and it's going to be difficult but the crowd should help them a lot and we'll see i mean you hope because it's home at ravens and then you go into lambo so this is the game you want yeah you got to take this one so because i it'd be nice to go two and two heading into the middle of the schedule because then you're looking at lions browns bears like you know some relatively easy opponents before you get to those final seven games 
which are a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Um, Just keep building on it. Stack these wins, hopefully, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we, hopefully we do well uh, coming down this stretch. Yes, but we need need less mistakes, need less bad throws from mm-hmm. and bad decisions from Mac. But it seems like Bill has taken the training wheels off him, so I'm almost assessing this as his rookie season, where he's letting Mac kind of make his own decisions. Mm-hmm more so than be like you're doing this read or here or you're just not doing anything kind of thing it's kind of being like here's the play see what you can do let um, mac be mac let mac be mac and that's what he has to do if you want to compete he mm-hmm. has to be his own qb bill that's can't true. carry his hand the whole way and i think that's what happened his rookie year um and now that isn't happening as much which is why you're seeing some of these rookie mistakes in his second year um and then actually one more thing, so I forgot to mention it. Kendrick Bourne mentioned something about how they're still trying to figure stuff out and there's going to be a lot of plays that you'll see. And if it doesn't work, they throw it out. And if it works, they keep it, which is enticing as far as them getting better throughout this year. But it's also kind of like you're not like ready. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, you know what I'm saying? So speed up this process. Yeah, I definitely think you're going to see vast improvements week to week, which is intriguing as a Patriots fan, but it's also slightly frustrating. Of like, you're going to see some plays like, what the heck was that? Why are we doing this? Right, yeah. But that's why you you saw a lot less of those bad plays we were talking about this week, so. Definitely. But I think we'll, I think we'll wrap this one up. Um, Pat's Ravens Sunday. Nate and I might do... A preview on that. We'll see how our schedules line up. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Nate, for joining. And uh, tune in next time.